Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. This is Pastor Julie Lewis, and we are continuing in our series, I Know the Plans, Finding Our Purpose. And today's sermon is titled, A Future with Hope. And we're reading from Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Do any of you know what O stands for. In O Magazine, it stands for Oprah. When we just say O, it can be an expression of surprise. And we like it in the Christian lingo because we say O Lord a lot. It's a term of reverence and an expression of appeal. But when we speak of God, there are actually four O's. And the four O's are omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent and omnificent. These are just big words to describe characteristics of God. God is omniscient or all-knowing, omnipresent everywhere all the time, omnipotent, God is all-powerful, and last but not least, omnificent, God is all-creating and has unlimited and unmatched creative power. We read Psalm 139 last week, and it describes these very characteristics of God without using the O words, omniscient, verses 2 through 4. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. All-knowing. You get the picture. Omnipresent. Verses 7 through 10, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. God is everywhere. Omnipotent. Verse 12, even, it, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is as light to you. Only an all-powerful God can make darkness be light. Omnificent, verses 13 through 16. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Because we believe that God has all these characteristics, we can trust God when we read the verse in Jeremiah 29, 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you. Only an all-powerful God who knows everything past, present, and future, who is present everywhere at all times and intricately creates everything created with purpose 
and a plan can make that statement and have us believe it. I love this verse because I'm a person who likes a plan. Having a plan makes me feel better. I'm less stressed and anxious about how things will turn out in my life when I have a plan. I have a really hard time just winging it. If I do anything, I make a plan and I call it Plan A. I also, though, make a Plan B and possibly a Plan C or D, depending on the situation. I can change that plan on a dime if I have at least some sort of idea about the next plan. I don't think I'm alone on that one. I think we all feel better if we have some sort of plan. Maybe not as detailed as we might like it, but at least a sense we're heading in the right direction. I believe at some level we all like to know the plan so we can have a little peace of mind in this crazy life. We know scripture says God never changes. Wouldn't it be good to know that the plan for our life never changes too? Well, we'd like to think so anyway, right? Well, I'll get back to you on that one. So what does it really mean that God knows the plans God has for us? I know I cannot fully comprehend how all that is true, what that looks like, but I like to imagine sometimes what God looks like when making all those plans for creation. Did you, have you ever pictured God like with a giant spreadsheet with everyone's name on it and marking out their paths like a football coach? Well, John is going to be born here and come into the game in this quarter, while Marie will be on the opposing team from this place, raising a ruckus to distract Annabelle in the third. Maybe they just won't see Bill coming in from the left field to get the field goal at the last second. And if Marie gets sacked, I'll send in Bradley. Jack, Jennifer, and Dion will be in the stands cheering them on. It's just plain hard to imagine how God has a plan for each human being in all times and how that actually plays out. I do believe that God has a plan for each one of us. And I hope you will come to believe it too because it can give us peace of mind in our spirit. And hope in any situation as we walk into that future, no matter what it holds, no matter what the plan. However, I don't believe it's true in the way we often want it to be. But don't worry, even then we can have that certainty, that peace, even if we're not sure of all the details of that plan. Now, last week we talked about beginning our search for those plans, not by asking what is my purpose and what am I supposed to do, but by asking who am I? And the simple answer to that question is I am a person created by God to live on the earth. That's true of each one of us. We are here because God loved us before we were ever born. Our very existence is proof that God knows everything about us, created us, and wants us here in this time and place. And we stand firmly on that foundation as we begin to discover our purpose and the plan God has for us. Now, we'd like to think or at least some of us do anyway, that there is a roadmap of sorts for those plans, like some sort of God instruction manual that points us in the right direction along the path of our life, or at least the predicted life. It's easier when we know the plan, right? I know there are some people who don't like to read that instruction manual, though, when we're putting together something we just bought, 
But most of us need them to feel like we're doing it right. So we have to ask, are the plans spoken of here for each individual or humanity in general? Well, to be honest, I think it means both. And in order to explain, we'll need to start at the beginning, the very beginning. See, if we read the creation stories in Genesis, we know that God created everything, that God just spoke the words and things came into being. Everything in the universe, everything about this planet seems to be made with human beings in mind. God created all things and then made the crowning achievement, human beings. Now, how do we know humans are different from all other creation? Well, because human beings are the only ones created in the image of God. God put God's handprint on us, made us, as scripture says, higher than the angels. So overall, human beings are God's special creation above all other creation. Why? God had a plan. God wanted human beings to have a relationship with him. See, scripture tells us that God is love. It helps me understand our purpose better when I think about the qualities of love. See, love cannot be true love without a relationship. God created us so that God could have someone to love and someone to give love in return. That's a relationship. Deep down, I think we all understand that we have this need, this deep need to be loved, to love someone else, to love and to be loved. Our greatest commandment is from Jesus' lips, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. It's all about love. Why were we, we were created? Why God has such amazing love for us and why we feel incomplete without feeling loved. This is the first and foremost, most meaningful plan God has for each one of us to love and to be loved. Take that deep breath. As you breathe, feel the love for God, that God has for you. Rush into your spirit. If you never know anything else about the plan God has for you, know that it is first and foremost about love. That's the first plan. But deep down, don't we also want to know the plan for our lives as individuals? Psalm 139 says, In your book were written all the days that were formed for me. See, sometimes we hear that and think that our days are numbered. And when we get to zero on the countdown, that's it. Especially when it seems like someone dies too early or without some logical reason. I remember a flight I was taking out of Salisbury in 1987-ish. There was a woman on board who was terrified of flying. We were all trying to calm her down, and one insightful person said, Honey, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Such a helpful statement, don't you think? But she was quick. She said, Yeah, but if it's the pilot's time to go, I don't want to have to go with him. And this brings us to 
a key point. We can't really know if God actually numbers our days and just lets us drop dead when we get to zero. But it could be that each one of us is created with a certain number of days in the plan. Maybe we are created to live to 100 or maybe only three years old. I don't know. What I do know is that just like God had a certain life planned for Adam and Eve, the plan changed when sin came into the picture. See, no matter what the plan God may have for the length of our life, we often impact that plan through our own choices and sins, as well as the sins of others. How many years will smoking take from us? Taking illicit drugs can lead to an overdose, cutting those days very short. I believe God's plan is for us to take care of our bodies and treat them well in order to live a long life. And we can never know how many days God has planned for us, but we can be faithful in caring for this amazing gift of our body that we have been given as if each day is the first of many more. I don't think God arranges to have something take our life and we just accept it as God's will. When something bad happens, I've heard people say, well, God had a reason. Well, my response is that God isn't always the one making these things happen. Sometimes we make them happen by our own actions. People are killed because someone chose to drink and drive. Put to death, people, some people are put to death by execution, even when they're innocent. Murdered by psychopaths. We eat too much, exercise too little, take risks with our health, jump off cliffs, and make choices with our lives every day. Sometimes the reason we cut short our lives or someone else's life is because we're careless, selfish, and thoughtless, or we sin. God says he has plans for us to give us a future with hope. We should take God at his word and treat our bodies and make decisions for our lives as though our future has hope. And we want to experience the best life God has to offer. Now we're going to go to our individual purpose. Does God have a singular plan for our lives? Something is God has put me here to do. And if so, how do I know? And if somehow I don't understand the plan and get it wrong, does that mean I haven't fulfilled my purpose? See, I believe God does have a plan, a singular plan for each one of us. God knows us. God put us here. We are unique creations, each one of us, made for a certain time and place. Of course God has a plan for you, for me. Over the course of history, we can see that certain people have been created and their lives directed for what the book of Easter call, Esther calls such a time as this. Our founding fathers who gave birth to our nation, Nelson Mandela who united South Africa, Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Abraham Lincoln. There have been many people throughout the ages who have been instruments of God in the world to impact life for the rest of us. 
Our prophet Jeremiah is told by God that he was chosen to be a prophet before he was even born. And all these, although these people seem exceptional, I wouldn't say they were special or better than others. Just that God had a different plan for their lives. They made an impact in their own way. God has that kind of plan for each one of us. Just maybe not one that will get us in the history books. And I want to remind you that each one of these great people I mentioned were not perfect. They had their flaws, they made mistakes, and probably had doubts about the plans for their lives too. What allowed them to fulfill God's plans for them is that they remained faithful. They put the welfare of others, the welfare of their communities, and the world before their own. They often made great sacrifices. Did they live the perfect plan? Probably not. But God worked in and through them to get things done anyway. See, all it really is all about love. Love for God and love for our fellow human beings in some way. God has a plan for our welfare to prosper us, not for harm, but to give us a future with hope. We will only know that plan when we stop worrying about the details. When we stop thinking that being prosperous is about wealth and money. And we put love first in our lives. Love for God, which means learning more and more about how God calls us to live, building our relationship with God day by day. Love for others as we put the good of others before our own. Forgive them. Build relationships with our fellow human beings. Tear down the walls of bias and prejudice. And be loving to others, all others. Love for ourselves as we forgive ourselves for our faults and mistakes. And love who we are as Christ makes us new. Treat ourselves and our bodies with love and respect. See, we can get caught up in trying to know the details. Should I be a tax attorney or a doctor? Should I marry this guy or wait for someone else? Should I go to college or trade school? If we want to have an idea about those details, it all starts with our relationship with God. I've seen God work in so many mysterious ways to help move someone faithful in the best direction. And I didn't say right direction because I'm not sure there is an absolute right direction. I believe God had a plan for me to be in ministry before I was born. Yet I made some choices early on in life that sent me in a different direction for a time. Was that wrong? I don't know. But I do believe what Romans 8.28 tells me. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. See, putting it together with Jeremiah 29, we, hear, we can hear God say, For surely I know the plans I have for you, and no matter what choices you make, if you will come to me and let me lead you, you will find me. And I will restore your fortunes, give you hope for a beautiful future. 
See, those plans always start with love. Love God, love others, love yourself. That's the real plan, A. You can do that wherever you happen to find yourself, whatever you find yourself doing in life. Yes, I think there are clues God gives us as the best way for us to live and love what God is calling us as an individual to do, and we'll talk about that next Sunday. But rest assured that even if we fall far from God's original plan for us, God already knew that would happen and has plan B, plan C, plan D, firmly in place to get us to the place that God has planned for us. Start with love. And you will never get it wrong. In our passage, Jeremiah is speaking to the Israelites who did not stick to God's original plan for them and found themselves in exile, prisoners in a foreign land. They need to hear that they have a future with hope, that God has not abandoned them. And God says, return to me, just call on me, pray to me, and you will find me. I know I have the plans for you. Walk with me and we will get there together. This world can be a mess. There is suffering all around us and we can feel trapped and insignificant. It can make us feel like we have no meaning, no purpose for our lives. But God says, there is a purpose, there is a plan. Just call on me, pray, seek me, and you will find me. And we will walk into that plan together. See, when you feel lost and you don't know which way to go, take the time to pray. When you feel like you have a serious decision to make, pick up your Bible and start reading. Talk to some faithful people in your life that have a good relationship with God that can maybe help you find a word from God. But give yourself a break and know that even if you go this way when God might have preferred that way, God will make it good in the long run. God will lead you to where you need to be. Always return, though, to the default plan for everything. Just be loving in any situation. Be confident that if nothing else good happens in our lives, being loving is God's first plan for us. And we may never know how God will use that in our life or in someone else's life. We may not know the specific plans God has for us, but God does. And God, so, and we can't know that until we spend some time with God, building a relationship with the one who knows us best. And maybe, maybe when we do, that peace that passes all understanding will find its way into our hearts. And then we can walk into our future, whatever that looks like, with hope. Hope that love is all we need. And that love, the love of God, will lead us there. Amen.